0: Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I hope you are enjoying these inspirational interviews and I hope that they are helping you to discover how to make the decision to overcome childhood trauma, develop self-love, and live a life of peace and joy. Today, we will be talking about identifying our core beliefs and reprogramming those core beliefs to serve our higher self. Our guest is Michelle Manning Kogler. She is a world-renowned transformational healer, motivational speaker, certified high-performance coach, and she is also the author of Quantum Soul Clearing, Healing the Scars Life Leaves on the Soul. Her website is quantum, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M, Soul. Clearing.com. Welcome, Michelle, to Conversations That Heal. I'm, I'm so happy to have this conversation with you and dive in.
1: Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I really appreciate it. Well,
0: you're very welcome. So let's start the show off by giving our listeners a little introduction to you. The first thing I want to ask you in your bio, you say that you're a transformational healer. I wanted to ask you how that differs from other types of healers. There's a lot of people who categorize themselves as healers, but what makes that stand out? And if you could also follow up with how you became attracted to becoming a transformational healer.
1: So, the difference, I believe, is there are a lot of people who help people heal body or mind or You know, different specific issues. The difference in the work that I do is that those physical symptoms are healed by the client themselves as they begin to work at these, to look at and transform those basic core programs and beliefs that are creating the dis ease, the, the dysfunction in the cellular structures, and in the body itself. And so as we transform these core beliefs, it literally transforms the entire life. It's not just healing a specific symptom. It's it's going into the absolute root, the absolute core of the issue so that the entire life is transformed. Because when you change that core foundational piece, it impacts every aspect of your life. And
0: so the second question was, how did I... what?
1: Sorry, I lost track for a minute.
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. But um, I'm glad you took a break because as I was listening to you, I was thinking um, the the burden on, on the United States healthcare system, and I'm just going to assume other parts of the world because, you know, no one is an island. The impact that childhood trauma has on our healthcare system, so many people suffer from so many ailments. Are related to childhood trauma. Have you noticed that in your work with your clients?
1: Absolutely, and and really, it was significant in my own life as well. Um, I was profoundly bullied as a child. You know, my my family dynamic was unfortunately fairly dysfunctional. But that energy, those those core beliefs that I took on based on that type of abuse. That I received, you know, not just in the family dynamic, but also socially, really got embedded in my physical body. It was just this complete bombardment of energy, and I had no idea what to do with it. So it got stuck in my body. That combined with the trauma really created some profound issues for me and ignited this huge firestorm of an autoimmune disease. And in order to heal, because Western medicine, completely failed me. I would wake up every day feeling worse and worse and worse. And it's like, it isn't what you're saying it is. But there, I didn't have any other model at the time to to deal with it. But I had excruciating pain. And it was my body screaming at me saying, no, 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 no. The, you've got emotional stuff. It didn't know any other way to talk to me. You have all this buried, stored garbage that you don't know how to process but we're going to make you figure out a way and it took being bedridden for two years and really realizing that in order to heal to really heal I had to bring back the gifts that I had just shut off and to really look at the core programming, to look at those core wounds and and work through them in a way. And, you know, it wasn't overnight. It was a process. It is a process for all of us who've been through any type of traumatic experience. So the gift that I have in this work is really being able to identify the feelings that get trapped that our mind keeps telling us is the real story and it and it is a story. It is our story. It's been our history, but it isn't the truth. It isn't the truth of who we are. So once that story is resolved, once that energy is, is unlocked out of the cellular structures, we begin to heal. And we heal at every level of our
0: entire being. With the, the work that you do, I'm just curious. I I have an idea of what I'm pretty sure your answer will be, but I want to ask you What would you say is the main feeling or the predominant feeling that people shut out or struggle with?
1: I think it's, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. It's about a complete negation of self. You know, we've bought the story of there's something so fundamentally wrong with me that at some level i must have deserved what i got and it's not the truth it is absolutely not the truth but we've taken on that belief system it, that really is kind of the beginning of the healing for me specifically it was i'm not lovable i not only am i not lovable i god doesn't love me and and again absolutely not the truth is that what you were thinking
0: or is there another one what I was thinking you were talking about this idea of you know of children taking on the belief that their trauma whatever it may be is a reflection of their behavior and then that trickles into you know you're not good enough you're not worthy of love and the whole waterfall begins I have found out on my journey it is easier to take that role on that it was my fault or I you know I must have done something than to look at the truth of someone could be that mean someone could not could abandon me my a parent could abandon me those are very deep feelings and those are feelings that Adults have trouble processing, let alone a child. Yes. So there's really, the reason I'm bringing this out is is there's really no room for a child to think any differently.
1: Oh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. And it really is perpetrated in the abuse cycle because person... Uh, the perpetrator of the abuse will not take responsibility for what's happening. And so normally the child who is being abused has come in with a really significant soul purpose and is already a very responsible soul to begin with. They, They do take on that responsibility. It's like, well, somebody has to be the responsible person here. Somebody, there has... Oh, there's so many pieces here. So um, our whole society is based on a punitive model. We were set up as a penal colony, just like Australia, before our country was even founded. Those imprints, those overlays impact all of us. And so they've come down through the generations. and, And abuse, specifically abuse, is about somebody not being responsible for the energy that they are and, and their feelings and their actions that they are perpetrating on the person that they are abusing or on society. When you have a fairly developed soul being who comes into a family that may not be quite as evolved or who, is, who has been wounded themselves so significantly that it's shut them down to that that level of unconsciousness, that advanced soul takes on the responsibility for the entire family and ends up making it about them because the abuser is also refusing to take responsibility for it and is blaming that other person, the, the, pe- the person being abused, for the abuse. So it's, it's this double-edged, double-headed hammer and so the victim gets re victimized over and over and over again throughout life until that core frequency, until that core energy can be cleared and removed and healed at that at that foundational level so that it is out of the body and it's out of out of their entire being.
0: Let's get into the quantum soul clearing. If you could just give us a brief scenario of what it is and and who it best serves, how it works. It looks like it really serves anybody. It can, and, it can. yeah.
1: The quantum cell clearing process is actually a, a four step process. I, I used to think of it as three. It's connecting in with your highest self, so that you're plugged into source energy. You're plugged into that wisdom and the power that is God's source of the universe or, you know, whatever your belief system is. The second piece of it is the clearing statements themselves, clear it out of your body and your energy bodies and and so forth. And then the third piece is that forgiveness process. On my website, you can get the longer version of that so that you have a full process. And then um, the fourth piece is really the replacement. It's the download. and And so... You asked earlier, you know, what can this be used for? Who should use it? It can actually be used for anything that feels uncomfortable, that's traumatic, that makes you feel sad or depressed or any other negative emotion. And it's identifying as clearly and as concisely as possible what those emotions are. And I want to remind people that anger is a secondary emotion, that anger is... That comes up is masking something underneath that makes you feel. Something else. It's it's showing you that anger is showing you that a boundary is being violated somewhere, and that you're either being hurt, that you're feeling emotional hurt, or disregard, disempowerment, some other primary emotion that the anger is masking. And so, if you simply clear anger, you're missing the bigger piece of the puzzle and the bigger piece that will help with you know that whole transformation piece.
0: It, what came to mind, and this is kind of an example of acknowledging your anger and your boundaries, respecting your boundaries. The other day, I went to get lunch to treat myself. I waited and, and waited to place my order, and then I noticed people seated after me were getting their orders taken. You know, that immediately set off my uh, boundary red flag single and my anger and there was a time that I would have just sat there and kept it stuffed in and maybe put the blame on me but this time I was like okay when when the clock gets to this time I'm leaving and it did and I did as I was leaving I said to the bus boy cuz he was the only one I could find coincidentally <laughs> Um, i said I said, Nobody gets to waste my time. i can 't even tell you how good that felt. It was almost like I was put in this location to have that exact experience i 'm sharing that with everybody because there's a lot of everyday lessons in that example.
1: Well, I really love that you did that because it was speaking the truth of of you in that You know, I feel really disrespected because all of these other people have been served first, Um, even though I was here first. My clear boundary is you don't get to disregard me anymore. I'm taking back my power. I'm leaving and I'm going to let you know that I'm dissatisfied in a way that is not destructive, but it's really setting a clear boundary for myself and honoring my own needs. I think that was powerful, powerful.
0: It felt really good. Thank you, Michelle, for being on Conversations at Heal. I'm very glad that you were able to share all your gifts with us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It really has been such a joy to be here and to share. And I just appreciate you and your audience so much. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. If anyone would like to contact me, you can reach me at Susan at conversations at com. Also, you can leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes, and not only will that contact me, but it will also help us reach more listeners who, like you, are in search of living a life of peace and joy. Above all, remember that you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you all for listening to Conversations That Heal.